You're listening to Rust Belt Running. Running is what makes me realize that, like, I'm a human being who is worth something. That is not a good measurement of my value as a human. We get between eight and 10,000 additional comments, and I read every one of them. So you had to run Sand Run for your first. You become race director and take it out. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's got to be old guy naked in the locker room. I, I get to spend time with my friend Adam. I get to do something with my friend. Right now, I'm not thinking much beyond what I'm going to be drinking next week at this time. Coleslaw on a taco is not taco, it's barbecue. And so we'll be discussing tonight with some occasional swear words from Andrew because he's upset. And that's okay. I know him as the biggest Kid Rock fan around. You rap that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God. You're listening to Rust Belt Running. I'm Adam Wheeler. You can find me on social media at Wheels Up in CLE. Joined as I always am by Andrew Hedinger. You can find him on social media at Andrew Runs A Lot. If you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find us at Rust Belt Running. We're here today with Matt Martin. We're doing a full show with you, Matt, instead of the usual pre intro. We're just having you on. So let's start with this. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing pretty well. A little uh, tired today, but had a little busy. What time did you wake up, Matt? Uh, 3.45-ish. Well, that was the the, the alarm went off, and it took me a couple minutes to roll out of bed, but had to get the run in before the outrun Amen race that my wife was running in, so got in a good little three-hour run before her 9 a.m. race. Just a casual three-hour run. (laughs) Yeah, I I sent... I sent Matt a uh, message last night that just said, if you're using this on your phone, download the Riverside.fm app. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never got a response until 4.13 this morning when Matt finally responded. And I was like, oh, yep, this dude's uh, out running. <laughs> and then 6.58, when I texted you this morning, I had just started running, and I'm still running. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be that discipline to get up that early and run because this week has sucked running but I'm not I can't I'm not a morning person to begin with yeah I didn't used to be but I mean with your you where you work nights I imagine it'd be even harder yeah that's part of it when Uh, you have kids it changes yeah it's almost like we have to both of us my wife and I both get up pretty early especially to avoid the the hot heat it's a yeah. So it's a lot nicer running in 70 degree weather than it is 90 degree weather. I'll tell you that. Andrew might what? argue that, but <laughs> what? What did you have this morning? It was like 58 when I, I wore a shirt. It's it was weird. Hotter. Well, I actually walked outside just with my shorts, no shirt on, out of habit from the week, and uh, I was like, oh no, 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 no! And I turned around and put shirt on. <laughs> oh man, I wish it had been like this for my race last night. Oh, yeah, you ran the, the 10-miler last night. And last night wasn't bad, though. It wasn't bad because compared to the earlier part of the week, it felt good, but it was still above 80, and it was humid. And uh, even though it's been hot this week, we still don't have, like, a lot of, like, really hot days in the tank yet, so I, I don't really feel like I'm quite heat adapted yet, and I, I crashed. I crashed hard, which, I mean, what? meant that I got to come up at exactly, well, it was 69 minutes and two seconds, but... Hey, I, I will nice, tell you, nice is nice. <laughs> I was running up the hill because the, the, the race finishes on like a three-quarter mile uphill. And they got the big clock out in the distance. And I'm running. 
and I see it click and it's like at 108 something and I look at how much distance there is and I kind of like do a mental calculation. I'm like, oh, if I keep going at this speed, I might come in under 69. So I just slow down just a little bit and uh, yeah, 69.02. So if I couldn't get the time I wanted, <laughs> Oh, we're back to our old, we're back to our old recording software, and Andrew is thrilled to have the soundtrack back. I like it. This is the content you come here for, guys. That's right. Uh, the 97 degree weather this week, I uh, I did manage to still um, go to the track. The day after getting strep for the third time in a couple of months, um, after 24 hours of antibiotics and 97 degrees, I thought it'd be a good idea to go run 800 repeats. Sure, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, your body's used to it by now, so it's not it's nothing, yeah. right? I- I live for it. Like I do, I do love the heat. I don't like it for long runs, but man, I think track workouts are fun in the heat because you're always close to water. Like yeah. it's probably like the safest workout to do. You know, you're close to your car. You're, you know, you're not risking an out and back. Even like if you go a mile out and it's too hot, you know, you're a mile away. You yeah. know, you're never that far from, you know, the the cool comfort of your car's air conditioning and uh and fluid so yeah i but yeah it was it was fun i think i totaled seven miles that day which i was like cool i'm beating strep this time and then the day after i felt like death so i wonder what the feels like on that track was you know the track actually wasn't that hot we actually sat on it afterwards and we're stretching it wasn't that bad i don't know really? if it, and it's a black track too yeah so i don't i don't know if it's the uh like maybe the the composition of the material or what but yeah it really wasn't that bad your son would not have just melted into it matt well that's what i was worried about so yeah we didn't have to (laughs) (laughs) matt matt's youngest is um he has issues staying upright (laughs) (laughs) and he when we were there uh last week because uh, Matt usually comes with us. Matt was the one who got me going to the Wednesday night track workouts. Um, yeah. But uh, poor Vinny could not. He kept walking over the drainage grate, the drainage grate between the track and the field. Mm-hmm. He would just walk on it nonstop, but he could only take like two steps, and then would just eat it. And then he and then he would get up and he'd walk around, and then he'd go right back to it again, take two steps and eat it. And it was the funniest thing to watch. Right, and he couldn't pick this nice soft turf to fall on or the softer <laughs> right, right. track. He had to pick the the little three inch strip of concrete. Yeah, <laughs> naturally. He had he had a rough night that night. <laughs> and then you posted on your Instagram videos of him climbing on a table, and I was just like, "Oh, this this can't this no can't good. end well." No. From what I know about this kid's sense of balance, this can't end well. <laughs> Well, we didn't bring you on here to talk about um, Vinny's equilibrium. We uh, we wanted to bring you on and talk about running. And last episode, I talked about how I knew you before you were a runner and 
I, I had misspoke. I said that you went out and ran a 5K in February of that year, and then you decided to run the Akron Marathon. I was I was incorrect in that because it wasn't February of 2018, right? Right, yeah, it was 2018. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't February that you ran a 5K and then decided to run the Akron full in September. What month was it? Uh, so it was actually the Talmadge Memorial 5K on Memorial Day. And that's... <laughs> So that was like I had set a goal when I had started running again to like run that one and see if I could um, get under 20 minutes. And that was like the first time I broke 20. And then then within like three days, for whatever reason, I decided to sign up for the Akron Marathon, not knowing what the hell I was doing. <laughs> so, t- t- so you broke 20. Was that your – that was your first 5K in how long? So I actually, actually, you weren't too far off with the February thing because I did look back. So I started running in like end of January in 2018. Okay. Um, and I did run one in March and it was like 24 minutes or something uh, after like, you know, three days a week training and like, I don't know, I think in January I couldn't even do a nine minute mile on the track, on the treadmill at Planet Fitness. And that's what I was like, yeah, I need to get back in shape. Not really, I wasn't planning on getting, you know, getting into running again. I was, I was going to plan to fitness and, you know, doing a little bit of lifting here and there, warming up on the treadmill. And then I just decided, you know, lifting is really, I just hate lifting. So I just kept running. Did a 5K in March and I was like, okay, I, can, I know I can get faster than that. And like, screw it. Let's just try to break 20 again. Let's see if I can get down to, you know, somewhat high school days and somehow managed to do that by the end of may and then the natural progression is natural progression sign up for a full marathon yeah i hear that and like my it was funny because my original goal was to break 20 by the end of the summer so when i did it at the you know beginning of the summer essentially i was like well what do i do now i would just hang out and drink beer all summer because you know i already did it and then (laughs) I can't remember what made me sign up for it, but it was—I think it was two or three days after that 5K. Signed up, and I said, "Oh, let's just see what happens." It, it went well too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, I didn't really have—I mean, I had ideas of what I wanted to run, but I didn't really know. I—I I mean, you could tell me like, you know, 7:30 pace. I could even tell you around what time for a marathon that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like guessing around like three thirty because I figured out that was eight minute pace. So I'm like, oh, let's just you know aim loosely for that and see what happens. And uh, yeah, I think I ended up what, what was it three eighteen or something like that, Andrew. Yeah, you you were just below my uh, my PR. Right. I remember you giving me crap for that. Yeah. So uh, it I had didn't to, last. I had long. to come back the next year. <laughs> oh and yeah it's that uh, it's not even close now um it will it was so it's funny because matt and I, I alluded to this uh last episode matt and i worked together and uh at this point we didn't even work in the same building though our departments just work closely so all of our conversation was via skype messaging mm-hmm. and uh man we wasted a lot of time there um <laughs> even when we did work in the same building we wasted a lot of time there but um uh, there were times when like we'd be talking about running and you were you know 
Yeah, you kind of have you, you get this mindset of like, okay, this pace feels good. I'm gonna hold on to. You kind of had that for your 50 miler a couple weeks ago, but I remember you had said something like that. It might have been 7:30. It might have been eight minutes, and I was like, "There's no fucking way." Like, <laughs> this is this dude's first full. He doesn't know what this feels like. And yeah. then you got sick the yeah. week of the race. Yeah. Which just adds to the comedy of this story. It's not comedy like ha ha funny, like I'm gonna go hit the laughing button on the, the media chart over here. But it's, you know, just <clears throat> comical in the sense that like you know, your your whole running journey has just been a success and it started with this, um, including you being sick. And yeah, that, and I think that year was colder. I think I was sick, which is why I didn't go down and spectate and I was only tracking you. And, uh, you know, I was, when I knew you were coming down market, I was like, I knew that you could get my PR and I wanted you to, because it's that, it's that weird thing where it's like, you kind of want to have bragging rights, but at the same time you want someone to beat you so you can go out and beat them. And, uh, yeah, you, you didn't quite get it, and I was able to hold that over your head for a few months, and then yeah, if you would if you would have been there and seen me coming down Market Street, you would have said, "Nope, I got this. You're, <laughs> he's, he's not going to break the field." That was that's still to date. Like after that race, that's the worst I've ever felt. Uh, yeah. For at least I think it was like three days. It was just you know, because my at that point, you know, I think my longest run was 15 miles, maybe 16. Mm-hmm. And that was once, <laughs> and uh, my body just wasn't, didn't, was not ready for that distance. Okay, so now let's backtrack. What was that training like that you only – were you just, like, spitballing and just, like, hoping that you – Yeah, I was – I mean, I, I I knew loosely how to train just from – I had a really, really good high school uh, cross-country coach. Um, so, I mean, I essentially just – I'm like, well, you know, long run on the weekends and, you know, easy runs during the week – for a marathon, I don't have to do any speed work. So I was like, I won't do any of that. Maybe I'll just throw in some tempos. But honestly, like, I fell off so many weeks. There was, you know, some, some weeks where I would just wake up, oh, I don't feel like running, and then I just wouldn't. So, you know, I'd have the down weeks. I think the week before the marathon, I was trying to make up for all my missed days. So oh. I think my, the most mileage I ran was, like, the week before the marathon. Oh. Like, the weekend before, I did, like, back-to-back long run. It was... <laughs> Not not the you know smartest of you know smartest training, but I did. Safe to right say, to you me. had not you had not hired Rachel Lehman at this point. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. Um, so after after Akron, I mean, I guess I could just go through twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen up to this point if you guys want. Well, twenty nineteen is um, interesting for sure because you you ha- you set a massive PR and then you managed to find yourself on crutches during the busiest month of the year. Uh, <laughs> at work, yeah. You bastard. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so the rest guys. of the rest of 2018, I kind of just took it easy, but I was really, I, I got the bug there and that's when I started, like I bought like four or five different marathon training books. Um, I decided I was right there and there. I was going to go for sub three at my next marathon. Um, so 2019, I started off pretty good. It's probably, you know, my mo- the most proudest training cycle that I've had is probably that 2019. I didn't have a coach. I wrote down everything on an Excel sheet, and I pretty much hit everything. I used uh, advanced, advanced Marathoning by uh, Pete Pissinger, 
which I'm sure many runners have heard of. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not an easy training plan, and especially for someone, at, you know, at that point I still consider myself a pretty beginner runner. So it was rough, but I got through it and uh, ended up going up to Vermont because I have family that lives up there. And somehow pulled a 257 out of my ass and uh, qualified for Boston, which, you know, when I qualified, I'm like, yes, I'm going to be running at Boston in 2020, which, uh, you know, we all found out later on that uh, that did not quite happen the way I had planned. But I did, I was on crutches after that race because I thought I had broken something in my hip. Um, Turns out it was just like a minor tear in my uh, labrum, but took a couple doctor's visits and some an MRI to finally figure that out. But yeah, the busiest, busiest month of the year. I'm on crutches, <laughs> hobbling out yeah. of the warehouse. At this point, I worked in the same building with Matt and, um, you know, we, we did, we worked with copiers moving big machines around. And when he was on crutches, he was of no use to anybody. And, <laughs> <laughs> so watching everybody no. else. Yeah, yeah, we're all there moving things around until there was a point where you were like, screw this, I can't do it. And yeah. you just started doing And now we're like, no, Matt, stop. <laughs> like, you can't. And then yeah. it turns out that, you know, you didn't have to be on crutches all along. Um, but, uh, and then you, you, <laughs> do you remember the last day of the month? This might not make anybody laugh, but I, I, I won't forget this one. Well, we were loading up that one warehouse with all of my machines and, and we were like running them from the truck to the storage area oh, yeah. and you, and you dumped one over. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I remember that right in front of uh, our boss too. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, no. In June, anything goes. It didn't matter. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> yeah, that, that machine worked. According to the paperwork, it worked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after after that, kind of just took 2019. You know, I got back to running probably by the end of the summer. And just, you know, I jumped in like a, a half marathon later that year. Um, I don't remember. Oh, Indianapolis Monumental. And then 2020 was all preparation for Boston, um, and that's when I actually um, started using Rachel uh, Lehman with Run Well, Be Well. It was funny, so she, I heard about her through like the Akron Running Project right when COVID hit, but at this yeah. time, we're like, oh, I'm still thinking, all right, we're going to be shut down for a week or two, and uh, you know, we'll be <laughs> back rolling. So I hired her, got ready you know, to get ready for Boston, because I was a little worried that I'm like, you know... Um, the hardest part for me was like, I guess, staying motivated throughout the entire training cycle, which oh, I'm sure, sure everybody, every marathoner, you know, can relate to. But, uh, I was like, all right, if I get a coach and she tells me what to do, there's no way I'm not going to do it. Cause I don't want to, you know, it's like, you know, telling the little kids that Santa Claus is watching, you know, they're going to try to be good. <laughs> so they get their toys. Right. Yeah. Um, so I hired her and then. Shortly after I hired her, that's when I found out, you know, Boston was a no-go. Pretty much everything was a no-go. Um, but I wanted to, you know, stay in shape for 2020. So I just kept her throughout the year. And actually, probably my best year of running, like, consistency I've ever had. And, I'm, you know, I think that certainly helped out my 2021 and, and even into this year. But uh, Coach Rachel's great. Um, it's 2020. 
No, but I'm, like I'm thinking, what year is it now? Like I legitimately no, had to think about that. I was like, wait, was this a year? Yeah. This yeah. this was two years ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> that's why I'm going through this. I'm like, man, that was that long ago. It feels like it was, you know, just last year. It also feels like it was like six years ago at the same time. Same, at the same like, time, it, yeah. Because there's not there's no. There's nothing to really look back on and go, that was awesome, that was awesome, that was awesome, to make it feel like a true year, so it feels like it didn't even happen, but at the same mm-hmm. time, the last two years have been a hell, been a hell of a decade. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I just think about how quaint it is to think about those early days of like, oh, if we shut down for like two weeks, we're good. 2020 will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> we- yeah, we had an episode where I uh, I remember saying, we don't know what the fall looks like. <laughs> 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 what's kind of crazy I mean, we, about it is like if you go back and look at like numbers like that first summer when like so many things were still shut down like the numbers were so low and granted that's because everything was shut down but it's crazy to look at that and then you look at like the giant ass peaks we had that came after that and it's like oh we just kind of bounced through those now like it's no big deal and that yeah. first summer was so cautious yeah thinking about what the fall was going to look like holy hell yeah, we were all yeah, so, so that was the that was the birth of virtual races, which I despise. I found out real. Did you do any? I, for, I did a virtual, a couple of virtual five Ks, which those are fine. Like it's just like a, right. a fast workout. Yeah, I did a virtual half, which I, I mean, I set a PR, but it was the worst experience of my life. It was, I don't know what it is about a virtual half marathon, but trying to run that fast for that long by yourself is just not fun. Um, <laughs> no, and starting to see other people do virtual together. I'm like, eh, I probably should have done that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did do the virtual. So JP, um, one of my friends uh, who actually, I believe just recently signed up with you guys. Yeah. Um, I did the virtual marathon with him um, in the fall of 2019, no 2020. Uh, was only planning to go 20, but he was killing it. So I had to see him through. Oh God! A virtual marathon. Yeah, that would be a hell. That yeah. There's what, what did about... he? What did he run it in? Yeah, three, uh, like three ten, I believe. And his his previous PR was like three forty something. And uh, I remember going out with him, and he you know, his plan was like I think seven thirty pace because we knew he was in good shape. Yeah. And. Uh, we started off at like 7.30 and I was just like, I didn't say anything to him, but I'm like, I feel like we can go faster. So I just like picked up the pace a little bit. I think we were dropping like, I don't know what 3.10 is for an average, but we were we were low sevens for quite a while. And he stayed pretty even. So yeah. I think it's like 7.10. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. 7.30 would be, I think, a 3.15. Yeah, okay. seven, 7.05 is... Uh, 3.05? 3.05, yeah. Okay, so yeah, somewhere in there. So, got him to a good PR, and uh, he's since run quite a bit faster than that as well. So yeah, yeah, dude's a beast. He is. Yeah. And then, um, so after that, what was that? It was twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one. What did I do? Oh, act. Well, I didn't do much in the in the spring as far as races. Actually, I was supposed to do Hall of Fame. That was going to be my boss, my re-qualifying attempt for Boston because I didn't think 257 was going to make it after, um, you know, with the cutoff and everything. 
and then I got in a car crash and got a nice little That's right. That. That's right. Um, so, because you, because I mean, you had a great experience at Hall of Fame that year. Yeah, we, uh... it would end up being a much better experience than me running that day because it was quite yeah. warm. And we were just drinking mimosas, cheering people yeah. on. Yeah, much better. Yeah. See, it's not an Andrea Sanchez thing. It's an Andrew Hedinger thing. I, okay. I, I will go out. I will go out in the morning and drink mimosas with anybody. I see that now. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you when you told me drinking mimosas and watching a marathon sounded uh, sounded pretty intri- in, in, you know intriguing. So oh, that was yeah. certainly fun. Yeah, and you, now you messed up your foot pretty bad in that car accident that you were in. Yeah, it was. So what, um, I was actually. What was coming back from that kind of like? Like, what was the injury, and then like kind of the the build back from that? Um, it was super frustrating. Um, it was probably more frustrating. I don't know why, but it, because it was a non-running related injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you get injured while you're running, you're like you can kind of blame yourself a little bit. But uh, this one was just I was, you know, driving down the road, minding my own, my own business, and somebody just fell asleep, hit me head on. Oh, wow. And uh, from the sight of my vehicle, you would have thought I was, you know, much worse off than I was. But uh, luckily, it was just my my right heel had, like, hit the, the floorboard in the in the car when I, you know, flew forward. Yeah. And uh, apparently bruised my heel, um, which at the time I thought for sure it was broken because just the speed we were going, how bad it hurt, um, it was just. I couldn't put any weight on it. Um, so I think it was a solid, I want to say that happened in March. I don't think I started running until the beginning of the first week of May. Um, I certainly attempted, you know, I waited a couple weeks, attempted, still couldn't do it. And even, you know, I, I have a fairly high pain threshold, I think, but this was just, you know, it doesn't help that I'm a, a little bit of a heel striker already. So like every mm-hmm. step is just, awful um so i was certainly worried that um you know i didn't get started training until may i wanted to run akron and i wanted to go for you know a pr but you know i wasn't going to have a real good base because i basically took a month and a half off but rachel rachel got me you know got me ready for it it was a a really good summer of training got built back up um hit hit my highest highest mileage total that you know i'd ever hit by the end of the summer there and uh, jumped into Akron, and uh, I think I was—I think I was going for like 255 or in my head, but for whatever reason, I—I I was the day of the race, I decided just to go for 250 and, and see what happens, and I uh, ended up going like 249 high, like 249, like 50 or something like that. Okay, um, I do want to go back. I want to go back to your uh, your recovery from injury real quick. You did run so May second. You ran that was with me when we were spectating Hall of Fame. This was pre Mimosa. Okay, okay. Um, so maybe I started the week before that. Yeah, and I mean we we were just coasting at first, and then we cooked it the last mile. So you were you still threw a seven thirty two down. Okay. Um, yeah, we started out just coasting around, but I think we were like trying to catch somebody. Or maybe we had to go to the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> maybe both. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, then we we kind of dropped the hammer at the end a little bit. But yeah, so we, we you were running again at that point. Um, but yeah, sorry to interrupt. You were talking oh, about no. your base. 
Yeah, so it must have been the week before, maybe the end of April, because I, maybe I think I started back up with Rachel the first week of May. Um, okay. Once I knew I could, once I knew I could go full go. And surprisingly, you know, fitness came back pretty, you know, a lot quicker than I thought, which um, I think it brings me back to, you know, 2020 because I was so consistent. I think if most runners just stay consistent, yeah. even if you have to take a month or two off, you're really not going to lose that much fitness or as much as you think you are. Um, because a month later, two months later, I PR'd or my post high school PR in a 5K was like 17.11 or something. So, um up in Menor at the uh, it's called Friday Night Lights in Menor it's a really fun race if you ever want to run a fast 5k I, I don't want to run that fast of a no. 5k it's insane goodness that's ridiculous well well, when you're like we're old Matt you're not supposed to be getting faster right now like we're old <laughs> when you run 17 to 11 and you still get like 40th place you don't feel that fast <laughs> <laughs> This race Fair. is insane. It's like Fair. the top ten. The top ten are under fifteen minutes. It's like all the area elites, you know, show up to this race, and it's pretty cool. This race has like um, prizes for whoever's first at the mile, and whoever's oh, first cool. at the two mile. So like, it's encouraging you to like go out. Yeah, right. You have to finish the race to to win the prize money. So I mean, okay. I guess you could still go out super fast mile and walk the rest but um it's thir- i think you get like a hundred bucks at a mile a hundred yeah, bucks push people miles. along yeah that's cool so it's super fun you do that one like every year right because steffi's mm-hmm. from up there yeah we're both from chardon okay um so not too far from men are there were you so, yeah. so where we at? ran in high school i'm sorry we're, we're like were you really talented when you ran in high school like, were these the sort of times, or like not the sort of times, um, were you placing high in high school, or is this something that's just kind of come along lately? I was, I was decent in high school. I, I was fortunate to have, like I mentioned earlier, I had a really, really good um, high school coach, and I also had a really, really good high school team. Okay. Um, I was, you know, our fourth or fifth man, okay. but I was running like 17 flat. I think my PR was like 16.30, but I was usually around 17 flat. Okay. Uh, we we had the state champion my senior year, and then my buddy Luke, who I think Andrew you might have seen at the oh no you weren't at Eagle Up. Um, I still run with Luke to this day, but he was our second guy, and he's sub sixteen guy, ended up being a sub fourteen guy in college. Jeez. And then we had you know third place Miler who went like four seventeen. So we had a we had a solid team. So even even if I was fast, I wouldn't have felt fast because they're all just smoking me. That's, and I didn't those really times are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I can't. That you know that that's a that's a uh, you know kind of. I mean, I'm not as fast as you are, and I wasn't as fast then. But I I, I hear that a lot from you know people who were maybe underachieved in high school. It's like, yeah, I just didn't take it as seriously in high school as I do now. Like, I wish I did. Like, I oh, wonder, yeah. you know, it's like. What could have been if I took running this series? If I was doing my summer workouts like I was supposed to, if I was, you know, running track every year, what could my cross country times have been? And I, I, I can't go back and undo. I basically ran during cross country season, and I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't as good as I could have been. And I wonder, I wonder. I, I also I had a terrible coach, but um, 
he was like just a fitness guy like hey come get in shape woohoo right. it's like i wanted you know my my brother's coach in atlanta he was awesome if i would have had him as a coach it might have been completely different i wasn't yeah. motivated by my personally or by my coach but uh and we only had one fast dude so i was still like the third best runner on the team and i wasn't well, that fast it was funny when Matt was talking about when he got back into running and you had like that first race under your belt, you went out and you bought all the books and started reading, trying to figure out how to do this. Cause it made me reminiscent of when I did the same thing like 10 or 12 years ago, because Andrew, my experience was the same as yours. Like we didn't have a serious track team or cross country team at all. Um, there was one guy who ran, we had two guys that were really, really good. One who was a, an all state miler and one guy who was an all state 400 runner. Um, but it was like, they were just naturally talented. It wasn't anything that we did as a team. And so I ended up running track really is just something to do in my downtime between soccer seasons. So like, I never ran really to do anything to go after anything. And I had no conception of like what training looked like. I ran a half marathon. I went, Oh wow, this is really, really cool. And then did what a lot of people do. Just like start buying books, trying to figure out how the hell to do all this. And it's fun when you start doing that. Cause like, you don't know what you don't know yet. And then you're gonna yeah. start doing. Then you're gonna start doing stuff just to kind of see how it goes. Your your progression's just been a little bit faster than mine and Andrew's. Jesus. A little well, I bit. I mean, I didn't train at the beginning. I didn't train very smart, and I was fortunate enough to, you know, not get injured. You know, I was running every. You know, within a month of me starting running, I'm running everything at sub eight minute pace. Which right. at that time, you know, my heart rate was like probably 180 when I'm running at that pace. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it, it probably certainly helped my fitness a little bit, you know, but it certainly I got, I was, I, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody because I was, oh. I was uh, on the brink of injury all the time. Well, I think it's funny because at that point, like you don't, because I did a lot of that too early yep. on and I was yep. running like a lot of, but I was also running a lot of lower mileage. Like it was a lot of like four and five milers during the week. And then I would build up to like a longer run on the weekend. That was kind of just what I did. And it was all at that like, yeah, 7.30, 7.45 pace. And then I'd go out on my long runs, it'd be like 7.18. And it's yep. like, I look back at that now, I'm like, I, I just did an 8.45 average last night and yeah. turned my, you know, easy 10K into my long run because I was like, my easy pace is dialed in right now. Yeah, and I just feel like I'm not even working. I'm just going to... Since I'm right there, I'm just going to go. And I'm glad I did because it was nice and cool this morning. I probably would have run a little faster than I should have um, over a 12-mile run. Yeah, you definitely get smarter um, as you do it more. And, you know, that that's one thing. You know, we, we can kind of joke around about how quick your progression has been to go from, you know, you ran a 5K and decided to run the Akron full. But you have done everything, you know, like you've learned a lot and you've gotten smarter. Yeah. It's not been luck, yeah. you know, like, Oh yeah. It, 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 it can seem that way. Um, and there is part of me that's really jealous of the success you've had because I've been doing it more than twice as long as you, but like you've been smart about it and you're just talented and, uh, and it's brought you some great things. Um, I'm trying to think of where we're at in your timeline here. Um, so Akron, yeah, Akron twenty twenty one two forty nine. Um, yeah, I guess Boston would be next. Well, you coming down market? I was there in twenty twenty one. I saw you come down market. Looked a little better than you probably looked in twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I was still moving. My my quads were a little bit wrecked, but 
I mean, that race, I felt great until, like, I think I hit, like, the 23-mile marker, and I was convinced that I was about to run, like, a, an 18-minute 5K to finish it off. Yeah. Because I felt, like, that good, and then I hit the downhill on market, and I was like, yeah. quads, quads, no. Yeah. You still look strong coming through, though. Like, I remember that. I got to see... I was I was there for a while. Um, got to see a lot of people come through, and I think there was definitely an adrenaline rush a lot of people had, knowing that they were coming downtown to a finish for the first time in a long time, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> like, was, as bad as your quads might have hurt, that had to be a pretty sweet experience just to be back in that environment. That was, it was an awesome environment, and what was really cool about that race that year was, I think the top, I want to say the top 10 men, and I think even a lot, most of the women were all, like, Akron like local runners mm-hmm. yeah um so it was really cool you know I think I can't remember what place I ended up getting there you were I think top it was like six six yeah maybe it was six yeah. which I had no idea I didn't see anybody you know for the back last half of the race I, I was running by myself um when and you know in America I'm never really you know competing for you know top overall placements I'm just going for time but it was pretty cool to come away with a sixth place finish. I'm not gonna lie. Especially a race oh, that's that just the tip of the iceberg. Um, and then, so after that, it was kind of hang out. And then, because um, so the Boston registration was a little bit later that year because of the whole COVID thing. So I think I registered in November. You know, and, and I knew I was very likely in i was going to be really mad if i if i read a 249 i didn't get in uh but then they came out with like oh you could have basically run 259 59 and gotten in that year so that was that was cool it was cool to see a lot of people who didn't weren't sure that they were going to get in they still got in um and then just trained away for that um kind of <laughs> had, had this okay I I have to set the stage for everything I know about Matt's Boston here is he the whole time I'm I'm not gonna well you you got COVID like a month before and that was really where you were like yeah I'm just gonna go you know have fun yeah I'm gonna kind of coast it a little bit um, what other roadblocks did you kind of run into during training that you just alluded yeah it to? was it was just a weird three to four month period like January was went really well I I think I had like a pretty good high mileage month and then February hit you know kids take home a nice little stomach bug from daycare and that Mm. wiped our whole family out for a solid week and a half Mm -hmm. and that honestly was I mean even getting back to running after that it was terrible like I was I couldn't even run three miles you know and I was already exhausted for the next week after, even after I started to get back to running. So of course, you know, mileage went down, didn't really do a bunch of work or any workouts. Um, so at that point I was like, all right, I'll just go for maybe, you know, 255 at Boston rather than go for it, going for a PR. Um, got a couple, you know, somewhat decent weeks in and then COVID hit, you know, and I think it was either end of, or it was probably beginning of March. Yeah, it was beginning of March because yeah. Um, so I didn't run at all for a week. And then the week after I had the, uh, Shamrock 15 K, which was actually supposed to be a really good training race because it's a 15 K, but it's very similar to the Boston course where it's downhill, the first half uphill, the, the second half. 
Um, I came back and I ran, I actually ran decent. I thought I was going to be a lot worse because like the day before I was running like nine minute pace and I couldn't breathe. Um, so I ran somewhat decent there. Um, but I was still like, yeah, I I don't even know if sub three is going to happen at this point at Boston. Um, (laughs) so I, I just kind of, I kind of just cruised it in, you know, because at this point, um, Rachel was, my coach was on maternity leave, so I wasn't using her um, during this training cycle either. So I was kind of just, granted, I knew much more about training now, so I had a decent plan put together. It's just, right. wasn't exactly following it for the last two months. So I was kind of just doing whatever I felt. Um, but then, you know, you get to Boston and it's just, it's a, it's a crazy experience. Um, if you, if, you know, if you're a runner and you're like, oh, I don't really know if I even want to qualify for Boston, I would highly recommend just going and spectating that race because if you're not motivated to qualify for something like, you know, for Boston after watching it, you're, you're probably never going to be, but it's just an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. So you can people. always, <clears throat> well, and you can always do charity runs too. Yeah. That's one thing, you know, there, there are ways to get to exactly. Boston without qualifying because not... Not everybody can. Yeah. One, oh, I mean, it just yeah. it's just you're not not everybody's capable of doing it, and you know a lot of people don't want to put in the work. I mean, I've talked about that plenty of times. The tone might mm-hmm. have changed a little bit, but uh, well, it's it's difficult yeah. when you have this moving target. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, you know, and it it remains hard right now because you don't know. Right now, we really don't have any clue what registration looks like. Yes. Because you have so many deferrals and, um, yeah, it, it's like this year could be really wacky. And then what does that mean for next year? You know, like yeah. so people who are maybe running, you know, Columbus or Indy or CIM this year are still going to have really no idea what they need to beat their qualifying standard for. I kind of wish at this point Boston would lower it again. Because no, shut up. No. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. It's like it's it's weird because, you know, that's rude. The year the, the year I qualified, no more lowering. Like the first year I qualified, I I think it was two minutes was under the you know it was two minutes was the cutoff. Yeah, right. Which like I mean, that's not terrible, but still, like if you run two fifty nine as a thirty year old, you know, yeah. I would like to think that they should be able to run the race because I mean, right, it's a solid time. Yeah, I, I I'd like time. I'd like to. S- I'd like to see them get it as close to you cross you cross the finish and hit your time. You're you're going like mm-hmm. it kind of sucks because you know I mean Adam and I talked about it after he ran Pittsburgh. There, it's like yeah you're probably good. That kind of sucks to say. I feel like it takes a little bit. Now I mean maybe not. I don't want to speak for Adam, but I think in my situation, if I were to do that, it would take a little bit of. Um, wind out of the sails. Not that I wouldn't be proud of the time I ran, just like I know sure. Adam is very proud of the time he ran. I saw his emotion at the finish, I, and that was real. Uh, but it's almost like there's a little piece missing from it. it. It's almost equivalent to if somebody finishes fourth in an Olympic Games, right. and then two years later, they're like, oh, by the way, the gold medal winner... Um, tested positive for PEDs and we're taking their gold medal and now we're going to shift everybody up. It's like, you didn't really get to experience the true glory of winning. Um, 
USC still gets to go back and, you know, cherish the memories of winning national championships with Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart. But, you know, it, even though they don't have them, um, right. you know, it's kind of the opposite effect a little bit, um, you know, I, but maybe you get to celebrate twice. I don't know. When you actually see you get in, you can you can hoot and holler and dance again. It's so yeah, as long as there's no pandemic that comes after you uh, get. Um, <laughs> right. Right. God, yeah, it's really weird because, know. like, with them not having a cutoff at all last year, they were projecting it was going to be, like, a huge time underneath because the window was so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Usually the window's only a year long, and now I think last year it was, like, 18 months long. This year I think it's, like, 14 months long. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to know. Like, yeah. is registration still going to be a little bit down because of people not traveling? I, I don't know. It'll be weird. I get yeah. back from vacation and I get to register, so we'll see. Have have they issued anything about any vaccination report? I don't know. They they just announced the other day uh, when the when registration's happening. Um, uh, I don't know if they. Yeah, I don't. I don't said think anything else. They said anything about it. Let me see. Okay. Registration. Learn more. It'll yeah, be... I, I just I just Google searched it. I didn't see anything. It'll be thirty thousand participants. Um, we'll open. Um, entry fees, information on health and safety guidelines, and co- including only COVID nineteen policies, will be announced in the coming weeks. Um, they'll, yeah. they'll give you the option to purchase registration. Um, Oh, that's going to be on my dad's birthday. No. Oh, but no, that's the year after. Never mind. Because uh, I noticed on an email from the Columbus Marathon, um, they uh, you're, you're still um, okay. So for 2022, Columbus is still going to require. Um, vaccine proof of vaccination or negative COVID-19 tests taken within recommended CDC timelines prior to participation of the event. That's still what they have for this year. Now they also, it's easier to walk that back than it is to throw it on everybody. I wonder if that's something we'll see. Like races maybe going the opposite way where it's like, let's start with more stringent protocols and then pull them back. But let's not talk about COVID. COVID sucks. I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> it. It was just, an, it, it came up naturally. Um, well, it was but funny because when I ran my race yesterday, um, it was one of the first races that was run last year, like post health orders being lifted. And I remember a memory last year of like going and asking a, a volunteer for water and her saying, I don't know if I'm allowed to hand this to you. And just how <laughs> wild that was to me. Like, oh, yeah, that was right. last year where people still didn't know, like, what the hell they were allowed to do. <laughs> yeah. So let's go Let's go back to this year, Boston. Um, so, uh, Matt, uh, go back to something you just said. You, you When you were going into this race, um, you know, when you were a month out, what were you kind of thinking time-wise? You said you might not even break three? Yeah, I was. I mean, honestly, even the weekend of Boston, I was, you know, I was there with um, our buddy Nate Perez. He was down there. There was a couple mm-hmm. other PLX people. Um, and I was like, honestly, my window right now feels like 250 to 315. 
<laughs> that, 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 that's my ring. Oh, there you go. Got it. That was good timing. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I thought, and I thought 250 was impossible. It was not, um, it was not going to happen because I just didn't have the training. You know, because, I mean, I barely did it at Akron and I had perfect training. So, um, I will say, though, I think what probably lit a fire under me was on the, the where, you know, you get on the, the shuttle bus to get out to the start line. Mm-hmm. And there was some runners I was sitting with who were just like, you don't meet a lot of these type of people, but like, I would just describe them as like douchey runners. And like, they were just kind of like, <laughs> well, like I was, I'm saying like most runners yeah. you meet are pretty nice and like pretty, yeah, right. um, pretty like uh, humble, I would say. But these guys were just like, I don't know what they were, what their deal was, but they just kept spewing off like their PRs and like, um, oh yeah, I ran this, you know, 240 marathon, but I, I was really running 15 miles a week, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, and I'm like looking, I'm like, I'm like, man, I really wish I would have trained for this race because I want to beat these two kids right here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I lined up, like when we lined up, I'd lost them after we got to like the athlete's village and you, there's a giant sea of people sitting around there but sure enough at the starting line they're still standing right next to me so i was like yep i'm gonna have to go with them so uh just hung on with these guys for the first 10 miles so didn't even look at my watch had no idea what, I, what pace i was running i think i you know, i think i looked down at like 10k and i was like right at like 6 30 or just under 6 30 pace i'm like huh this feels kind of good and then from there i just found some, uh, I don't even know where those guys went. I, I lost them and just found some fast looking women and I just stayed with them. I'm like, oh, they know how to pace better than men anyway, right? So I just hung with them <laughs> and made it all the way to the, you know, for anyone that thinks Boston's a slow course, I would not agree. I, I think Boston's a super fast course. I, I don't think the hills are anything to especially if you've run Akron before or if you've run the hills around here um I didn't even notice I was going up Heartbreak Hill but I was also like the adrenaline of just being in Boston running with a sea of people at the pace that I'm running it never happens at any other race that I've run so just felt like I was on a train and I was just riding along all right and, well uh, the next stop of the, so <laughs> let, let, let's get your uh Let's get your time. So I'm I'm working, and I get a text from Adam while I'm working. Like we were kind of texting back and forth during the whole day, and I got, oh my gosh, Matt killed it. And I went and I pulled up your time, and you set a fucking PR. (laughs) And I didn't know at this point that you had such rough training because you had texted me late March and you're like, Hey man, I'm going to do 18 miles up in Bedford. You want to go do it? Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if I had just gone a little too deep into the well in training and had overtrained and just needed a weekend off or if I was battling something, but I had barely been able to hold myself up on an easier run that Friday. I was like, no man, I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to take this weekend off. I just don't feel good. And it was one of those weekends where like it, we'd had a little bit of decent weather and then yeah. it plummeted to like 33 and rainy all day. And it's like, if I was going to run 18 miles on that course, like you would have been perfect to run it with because it's a, it's a fun course to run, but it's challenging. But, uh, yeah, that weekend was the right weekend to take off. So I thought training was going well for you. And Andrew's like, Oh no, he's had crap training. He had COVID. Um, 
you know, he misses. I forgot about the stomach bug. Yeah, I forgot about the stomach bug too. Um, You're like, no, he hasn't really trained much at all. And it was just a crappy training cycle in general with the weather. So I had no idea that you weren't feeling good. And that that day that I asked you to run, that was probably the worst run of my life. That was terrible. It was like raining. Oh, it was brutal. snow. It was windy. It was freezing. I don't even I forgot where I ended up running at, but it was awful. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your thought when you saw, when you were coming down Boylston and you were like, because you didn't PR by a ton. It was, what, like 40 seconds or something? Uh, like a minute and a half. Cause I was, yeah, oh, was it that much? 249.50 something was my PR. I did 248.32. Okay. So you, so that's significant. When, But when you turned on Boylston and you realized you were about to crush your PR, like, what was kind, what, what was your going through your head at that point when you thought just a day before that, you know, you might not even... Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember what my thought was. All I remember is like, um, on the plane ride. I could, honestly, I, cause like, yeah, I just finished and it was all a blur. But on my plane ride back, I was like, man, like if I can do a two forty eight off of that, like what can I really do? You know. So it's kind of like more motivating for me um, to figure out, you know, how not to, you know, I want to get too much faster than that, but. Um, I just want to see what I can really do now that I have the confidence that I can do that, you know. Uh, so and, that's uh, where the comment. So we went out to breakfast last week after long running. And uh, for a long time, Matt had kind of told me he was, you know, kind of you know, maybe done training hard for full marathons. And uh, last week he's like, no, I, I, I got unfinished business on the roads. So that's yeah. where that started. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's, um, I don't really have a concrete time in mind, but I have some ideas of what I, what, what I want to do before I officially hang it up on like, you know, all out marathoning. Well, right now you're not training for an all out marathon. You're, you're training for, uh, for burning river 100 and what kind of sparked us wanting to bring you on. This was the right time to do it was this amazing training run you had a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> Just, you know, casual training run. <laughs> in Canal uh, in Fulton um, on the towpath in the Muskegon Trail for uh, Eagle Up. You uh, went out for your first 50-miler on what you would call n- not a ton of miles right now. Yeah, it was, it was um, unexpected. I mean... I, I, you know, I told myself, oh, yeah, I could probably run eight-minute pace forever, you know, as a joke when I'm, like, talking to my friends. I'm like, yeah, I could run this pace forever, but I didn't really think it was kind of accurate, um, <laughs> especially because, you know, this training leading up to was also recovery from Boston mostly, and then, sure. then I got back up to some decent mileage um, and then hit Eagle up. So, honestly, it was just, I was just viewing it as a long run with, you know, my friends jumping in at random points. I had quite a few friends. You know, my friend Luke jumped in for uh, 20 miles. Um, Nate Perez dropped, jumped in for 20 miles. Provided some good, some good music throughout the, his his leg, and uh, and then JP and my wife hopped in the last 15 to 10 mi- or 10 or 15 miles. Uh, it was actually surprising 
like how good I felt. Um, now, granted, I did get really lucky with the weather, which now that I look back at all my races, somehow I get pretty lucky with weather on my race days. Um, so, but yeah, it was just a, it was an awesome experience, man. Like ultras are, the ultra crowd is so different. Um, they're so fun. Um, that race was just, it just felt like a party to, to be honest until the last 10 miles so yeah i i want to read a text message that i got uh, a week before um this was a this was a group thread which i'm honored to be in with some of these people i'm not gonna lie like uh but uh from matt martin friends you you're formally invited to run with me at eagle up next saturday if you want to get in your long run or just a loop or two because it's a five mile loop Uh, race starts at 6 a.m but i'll be running for a while so no need to come that early that's what she said if you're interested i'll let you know where i set up camp and you can just jump in whenever you want 745 to eight minute pace till i die (laughs) (laughs) and i actually kind of lied a little bit because i was actually running so that race, I was actually hitting like 7.30 to 7.40 for most of the race. Well, because you um, had a dude go out pretty quick at the beginning, right? Yeah, there was the one guy that I knew was doing the 50. I knew he was younger than me, but um, via some Instagram creeping, I knew his, his marathon PRs was similar to mine. I think he was like a 250 marathon or something. I'm like, oh, right, he's going to be quick. Um, but he took off. I mean, he was gone. So I took it easy, tried to keep, you know, try to you know, not go after him right away. But after the first loop, I'm like, all right, I got to pick it up a little bit, see if I can catch this guy. So it was funny because by the time Nate Perez joined me, you know, because I told him, you know, eight minute pace and uh, he jumps in. He's like, all right, boys, you guys ready? I'm like, uh, Nate, going like 730. I get with you. He's like, what? <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was prepared for like, you know, a chill run. And uh, I was like, yeah, I just feel good. So me and him and, uh, I think he I think Luke was still with me at that point and we were just cruising around the, the five mile loop like it was just another Saturday morning long run. Um, and then forty mile at the forty mile mark was I was I finally, you know, died hard and uh, my wife had to struggle with me the last ten miles going like nine thirty pace. <laughs> Let me tell you, listening to her talk about how that conversation went during <laughs> that last little bit is really funny because she couldn't find words to say that were going to cheer you up because you were just <laughs> not in the mood to hear any of it. <laughs> yeah. And I was trying basically like when she jumped in with me and she said one thing and I like snapped back at her and I was like, damn it, don't, I just like for like the rest don't be of the a race, dick. Like, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, she honestly didn't have to say much. Towards the end, she just figured out as long as she's dousing me with cold water, and you know, giving me, uh, you know, and giving me water as we go, then you know, I was gonna make it. But because uh, yeah, n- nutrition at that point was not. I couldn't take anything, in it, and nothing sounded good. Your your tailwind mixture wasn't correct. Too strong, way too strong. <laughs> I went I went hard on the on the on the. Um, the ratio and it was great at the beginning but yeah it was not good was it by design or was your conversion all off in your oh, like... it was, yeah it was by design because i was like i filled up a giant two gallon jug of the one of those ice mountain jugs 
and like I'm like, all right, you know, I was looking at the calories. I'm trying to get a certain amount of calories per hour, and I'm like looking at my uh, flask that I was carrying, and it wasn't that big. So I'm like, oh, I need to get like a lot of calories into this thing. So I just, I don't even know. It's definitely like triple the amount that they say to do. <laughs> Could you feel like, were you like chewing your tailwind? Oh. No, it wasn't. It, it still wasn't that bad, but it's just like the same flavor for five hours. And yeah. It's just like, and then my, even my gels, I had like six or seven gels and those, whatever flavor I tried, it was like trying to swallow. I don't even, it was like trying to swallow sand basically. Oh, and uh, so awful. yeah, the last ten miles, I just went with water and <laughs> just said, "I'll I'll make it." And so uh, you um, you crossed the finish line. Did did you know you you knew you had won when you were on your final mm-hmm. loop? Did you know you were in first? Yeah, I had passed the the guy that was leading. Um, I saw him sitting at, at his tent at like the thirty five mile mark, and. Uh, I was starting to feel a little rough right then and there, but I, once I passed him, I was like, well, I can't stop. I'm not going to stop at my camp. I'm just going to keep going and, and try to, you know, put a gap on him, which I did. But then I regretted that the next loop because I was, <laughs> it was honestly, as soon as I hit 40, I went from 750 pace to like 930, 930 pace, like pretty hard. And uh, figured out that walking hurt just as much as, whatever I was doing. It, I don't even, I even know if I would call it running. It was like hunched over yep. power walking. But, uh, so I just kept going, but I did know. Yeah. I did know I, when I crossed the finish line that I was first. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was that feeling like? Was it, was station exhaustion or do you not even remember any of, because you didn't remember me being there Yeah, I, <laughs> when we, when I, we talked. I, I remember seeing you, but I just didn't know what point in the day that was. Um, <laughs> the most I, important part of the day when you cross the finish line. Yeah, I don't know. Really like, selling running an ultra right here. <laughs> I, I, I finished, sat down. I remember the, the race director handed me the medal, and then I just like got up and like, I just need to go sit in my chair. So we walked to the tent, and I just sat down and just, I don't even, I, I didn't even, like, I wanted food, but I wasn't hungry. Nothing sounded good. Um, so I just sat there, drank some water for a little bit. I got a little bit of Gatorade in me. And then I think uh, somebody handed you an alcoholic beverage right as I was um, leaving the tent, too. JP tried uh, handing me a high noon, and I was like, I can't, I can't do anything <sighs> sweet. Nothing Ooh. sweet right now. And uh, I'm like, actually, a Michelob Ultra sounds delicious. So my wife ran over to the truck. They had a beer truck there, and she got me a Mick Ultra and uh, started pounding those, those. Those are words that will not come out of your mouth very often. A Mick wow. Ultra sounds delicious. We've gotten in what trouble for it. ripping out. <laughs> Boy, those oh, were the days. That. I remember that. Uh, yeah, I think you're one of the few people that is you. You have heard the unedited clip um, of that, Matt. Um, yeah, it 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 will one it will remain time. in a locked folder on our Google Drive. But... <laughs> one and only time we've been censored on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say it is better. It was draft, so it is better out of draft than it is out of a can. So, or I was That's... just really thirsty and I needed beer. 
I think that's what it was. I mean, yeah. it was after 50 miles. I mean, you're you're delirious. Yeah. Of course, Nick Ultra is going to be. Yeah. Just said he didn't remember you were there. I mean, clearly there's things going on in his brain. <laughs> yeah. So, but I will say that the perfect concoction for after uh, Ultra, for me at least, was three Nick Ultras, two Advil, and a shot of Fireball. Because after that... <laughs> If you ask me, I'm like, oh, I'm ready for another 50. And my legs felt great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are going to be doing another 50 um, when, and then 50 more when you do Burning River at the end of July. Um, what's the date on that again? July 30th. July 30th. Okay, I should be good to be there. Um, so... <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I never claimed to be your, your thoughts. <laughs> I don't, I'm just going to see what happens to be honest. That's literally, I'm going to train for it. I'm going to, you know, Rachel's got me. I mean, just this morning I did a three hour run and then tomorrow I'll get another two hour run. So definitely getting in the time on feet. Um, and we'll just see what, see what happens. Definitely not eight minute pace till I die. Um, because yeah, you will actually die die yeah if you do that um so i i and i'll honestly i have no idea like time what i want to go for um i have things that i would like to do but honestly i just want to cross the finish line yeah yeah and not and not die that'd be nice too two very um very good goals to have with a race of that distance. Like, so do you think Eagle Up is very different from Burning River? You know, like Mm -hmm. just the course. I mean, Eagle Up is a borderline road race, which is probably one of the reasons. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons it's such a big event. I mean, it's kind of everybody, which is cool. Um, Whereas Burning River is more for the crazy ultra people, unless you're doing a relay and then maybe you can get some, you know, marathon runners out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, how do you think Eagle Up is like prepares you for Burning River? And how do you feel with that just over a month away? Um, I think, I mean, honestly, it, it, I've always thought I've had a pretty strong stomach, but after Eagle Up, I was like, all right, I need to really figure out nutrition because I obviously I can't just eat whatever I want or drink whatever I want because at some point my stomach will will start to reject things um so I've, I've still got some work to do on figuring out what exactly i'm going to be you know using for nutrition throughout the race i'm sure it'll be a mix of real food and you know tail end or scratch or whatever i decide to go with um and then honestly from there it's just training on trails and hills because um going from eagle up where it's pancake flat um, I've, I've been hitting trails now and the hills feel pretty brutal. So I definitely have a lot of work to, go, to do if I want to make it a hundred miles. Yeah. I think the nutrition piece is interesting. Cause yeah, there's a difference between running a, uh, what did you run? Like a six hour and 30 minute 50. Um, there's a, you, you there's a difference in that and doing a hundred, you can't get by on tailwind and gels during a hundred. So yeah. you're, you're having to, yeah, really figure out, um, a lot more as far as that nutrition piece goes. Now you're also way less, uh, so yeah. you're going to have a, you, you can sit and even, you know, walk, although that's not really in your mental wheelhouse too much. 
Um, no, we're keeping be... you a really long time today too. And I really, I'm really glad we did the full hour cause we're already over that. And oh, I yeah. wanted to ask uh, you, I want to go into one other thing about you and kind of have you talk about it. You and I talked about this last week. Yeah. Um, but fi- finish the thought that you were going to say, then I'll, then I'll kind of get into it. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to even say what my whole race strategy is going to be for burning river. I'm like you said, I'm not a typical person to stop and walk for very long, but I imagine I'll, I'll have to do that at some point in the race. Um, and stopping at aid stations is probably going to kill me, but I, I realize also it's, um, it's probably going to be needed. You know, I'm, I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not one to just, especially for, you know, running that long. I don't want to, you know, die at 50 miles and then, you know, have to drop or suffer for another 15 hours or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't want to walk it in from halfway. No. <laughs> miles. And plus, I have pacers lined up for the second half, so I don't. I want to at least, get, you know, make sure they still get a decent long run in. Right. Um, right. Not not at you know, 15 minute pace. Um. So. What, what I kind of, one thing about you that's a little different than a lot of people, you know, we, we went through a very short period of time in this last hour. I mean, when you're talking about marathon running, ultra running, three years, well, four years, whatever it's been, four years to go from running a 5K to winning a 50 miler. Um, I jokingly titled this, um, this interview um, in our calendar as, um, interview with Akron area legend Matt Martin, um, <laughs> which you didn't love, but in in a way, after running with uh, with Arlen Glick and Eamon Scullion and um, Nicole Grary David last week for 16 miles, it, you you are more than you want to feel because those guys are those guys are Akron legends and. Um, you know, but they, they have nothing but glowing things to say about your quick rise to, you know, where you've gotten uh, in your in your time running. And um, Eamon's even like, yeah, Matt just glides <laughs> like he just that like just watching you run is a treat. And uh, and that's coming from Eamon. How many people did he take off today? Did did he? I, I know, know he, he ran slower, but yeah, than he I, could have. I mean, I'm sure he's still got quite a few people, but he didn't run. I mean, he was even supposed to run like 1830, and I think he still ran slower than that. Yeah. Um, to give to give some more people <laughs> the t-shirt, but uh, that was a fun event. Um, but uh, the the one thing that I think has really helped you out in going from just that 5K to you know it sounds stupid to go from 5K to marathon, but mentally that's kind of something you're able to do. You're able to really, you know, um, set crazy goals and do what it takes to meet them, even if it's stupid and, you know, doing all, <laughs> getting a lot of mileage in the week before your marathon, like you did for Akron in 2018, you know, you're kind of able to do that. So like I, I told you a week ago when we were on the phone, uh, I wish I was recording that conversation. How much of that can you try to like, if you can reach back to that conversation we had when we were talking about this very thing, yeah. um, just kind of your mental mindset, as you've gone through this crazy journey that's, you know, been on a very straight upward, upward trajectory. Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, it's just, um, 
I figured out throughout you know this process I just like to you know set challenging goals for myself and um, and just go for it I mean I'm not you know I'm you know I'll have these you know crazy goals and I'm not afraid to fail but I don't want to fail so you know I think a lot of people might you know if they have you know certain goals they may set the goal lower thinking that like hey I'm more likely to achieve that goal which is great but I mean if I'm gonna if I'm gonna put everything I have into something I just want to set a really high goal and um, train the hell out of it and see what happens and I think it's it's uh, it keeps me going it keeps me you know motivated keeps me interested in it and uh, just makes it fun to be honest I mean it, it is fun showing up to, to races and, you know, not, you know, people might not know who I am or anything and running a sub 250 at Akron was certainly fun because there was people around there, you know, that knew me and, you know, got to see me do that. Um, so I'm just going to keep doing what I do and, you know, hopefully, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen at Burning River. It could be a, a fun experience, could be an awful experience, could be, you know, a finished race could be a DNF. We have no idea. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Have you had Have you had an awful experience r- racing? Yeah. Uh, back in high school, I certainly. <laughs> um, Jesus. But honestly, no. I mean, all of my all of my A races have gone really well, and I I don't expect that to continue on forever. But uh, and I you know I've certainly every race I've gotten lucky with crazy good weather. I mean, Boston, I showed up and it's like 50 and sunny the entire time. You know, Eagle up, I show up, it's 50 degrees at the starting line. Um, Akron was nice weather that year too. So I, there's a little bit of luck involved. Um, can you, but, uh, can you please sign up for Columbus? (laughs) Goodness gracious. Bring that with you. (laughs) Let me know what race you guys want to do. I'll just sign up for it. Okay. We'll get good weather. (laughs) Yeah, that needs to be like we need to release Matt Martin's schedule for the year. This is when the weather is going to be great. Yeah, and like, of course, you get in a car accident, can't do Hall of Fame, and the weather's hot as balls that yeah. year. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. so you know, like I said, there's a little bit of luck involved, but um, just set high goals, man. I dig it. Something. I dig it. I, I think, you know, what there's what one of the things that I've always battled and this was, you know, part of the conversation that we had is like I I like I, I'm not I, I, I get scared scared to set high goals sometimes, be especially in this because there is so much work that goes into trying to um to meet a goal. And uh, you know, if sometimes if just one or two things go wrong it it can go off the rails so quickly or you can have what happened to adam last year where an injury creeps up two weeks before out of nowhere or you know and it's like man do i really want to put in the work to you know meet this goal and have something happen and it's it's you know it's kind of like you're able to just take the what ifs out of it even in the middle of an event, I mean, you run 50 miles to Eagle up and that had to hurt like hell. And you're like, no, I'm going to go out 7:45 to eight and you run a little faster than that for most of it. But the, the thought is just, it's just a different, 
um, it's kind of a different map than a lot of the rest of us use to get to that goal. It's just interesting. I mean, everybody's wired different. There's not a right way to do it yeah. necessarily. There are wrong ways to do it. There's more than one right way to do it, yeah. but it's just interesting to see how, you know, your, your mindset has just worked for you in such a tremendous way uh, in such a short running career. And I think, you know, I've just figured out how to enjoy like the training process too. I mean, the, the, my training for Vermont was probably my least enjoyable training process just because I, you know, did the entire thing by myself. And, and now I've kind of, you know, put myself out there. I, I started running with, like, the PLX running club a lot. So, I mean, now it's, like, two to three days a week I'm running with people, especially on my long runs. I, I think I told you, I mean, I think this morning was the first, like, long run I've done by myself in, like, a year and a half. So, um, and we all know how boring those can get when you're by yourself, which... I think Adam. I think you run like every every long run by yourself. So you, yeah. you know how bored he gets. Like, he does like every run by himself. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you know that's how I used to be, and I just decided I'm like I don't know how sustainable this, this is for me. You know, am I going to burn myself out eventually? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to make sure that didn't happen. And now it's like the long run is the most probably like you know one of the best parts of my weekend because I'm out for a couple hours with some friends just you know chugging along. Yeah, dude, Wednesdays have made such a difference for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look oh, yeah. forward to it all week. Now, of, of course, like this whole strep throat and tonsil thing, it seems like either Tuesday or Thursday has been a shit show in my life surrounding that track Wednesday. But, um, you know, it, it's it's the high it honestly is the highlight of my week. Yeah. Um, take that back to old podcast days. It's the highlight of my week, Adam. Um, <laughs> It's the first time I've used that line in a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it's like not the podcast we, we, anymore. <laughs> right, right. If something has finally taken this over. Uh, but yeah, I, I I see the value in being with other people, and um, and you got me out last week too, uh, to come yeah. to uh, Vanderhoof Trailhead, and uh, oh, that was a super yeah, star I, show. That yeah, that so was like dude. That was a tremendous show. show up. I was like, oh, I'm glad I came here. <laughs> Yeah, Arling, I mean, I, and Eamon and uh, a couple of fast girls too. Well, and you and the stroller went out and set us off on a scorching hot pace. <laughs> <laughs> a week, a week after my race too. I was a little right. excited. Like, yeah, we. I think we like me and Nicole wanted to be like eight fifteen, eight thirty, and Matt takes us out at like seven forties in a stro- in a in a not just a running stroller with one kid. He's got two kids in there. Jeez. And he had just come off a fifty miler, and he goes out, and we're just torching it. And I then I can't in a rhythm from last the week I, before. And then I can't do math, and my fourteen turned into sixteen because I didn't know where to turn around. <laughs> we were all messed up on that though. So those are the yeah. best long ones. So uh, I one final anecdote about Matt. Then we need to probably end this but you you say your vermont training was one of your least favorite trainings there was one thing that was going on in your vermont training um that probably made your uh vermont training suck and that was we had we had a steps challenge at work and matt does not like to lose things and he and our friend kenny uh were on the same steps team 
Uh, was it you, Kenny, Lindsay, and Denise? Is that what the team was? Yeah, I can't remember who all was on it, but I think there was one uh, more person, but I don't remember who it was. But uh, so not only was Matt marathon training, but what did you and Kenny do every day yeah, we, at lunch besides eat? No, we we wouldn't even eat. We would just go for a we would walk a five k at lunch because we figured out we could do like about three miles in an hour. So we would I'd you know get my run in in the morning go walk at, at lunch. And then sometimes at night I'd, I'd go walk my dogs uh, around the park near my house <laughs> mainly. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm, if you haven't figured it out, I'm really competitive in pretty yeah. much everything I do. Um, you know, don't play pickup basketball with me or, you know, or uh, you can ask Tim, <laughs> Tim Pavlik, uh, how my uh, touch football skills are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't like to lose, and I, I know there might be somebody on um, that steps, um, there, somebody that was at our work that might be, um, what, what, how do I say this, Andrew? Um, overestimating. Oh, he was cheating. Their... <laughs> oh, no, he was cheating. <laughs> we'll just spit it right out. There. There's no uh, way. We don't I mean, need to beat around the no... bush on this. <laughs> so I had to make sure like I would beat him even, even with his cheating, and then he'd really feel it, you know. You know. <laughs> Yeah, this dude, he he would literally drive around. We'll call it a forklift because a lot of people probably don't know what a reach truck is. This dude literally at work would take the reach truck or the forklift from one aisle. He'd pick up a pallet of boxes with the truck and he would take it to the next aisle. He would set it down and then he would stand there for a minute and then we just keep going back and forth so he wouldn't have to actually work. The dude didn't walk anywhere and he would say he did like, 35,000 steps a day. And then he tried to say that he uh, would go home and just get on the elliptical until he went to bed or some crap like that. It's like, no, you're an idiot, dude. Like, how many fun. steps were you? What's that? It's a, even if he was doing that, like, none of that sounds even fun. No. No. How many steps were you taking during that a day? Oh, I don't know. It was over. It's still my record. I mean, even with the mileage I run now, it's. it's I looked at. I was just looking at my um, Garmin. I think it was like, one hundred and eighty thousand steps per week or something. Oh my God. Jeez Louise. No wonder you tore something in your hip. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I, I hope I that I did what it took. <laughs> you beat Vic. You did us all a favor. <laughs> We were all on that team, Matt. Even even if we weren't signed up for it, we were all on that team. Oh, yeah. I can mention his name because I know he doesn't listen to us. There you go. So yeah, <clears throat> maybe he does. I don't know. Um, but well, it, it's time for us to hang this up because uh, I got to go finish my dad duathlon. And happy Father's Day to you, Matt. Uh, this is published well. after Father's Day, but yeah. Um, and Adam. Any kids you don't know about? God, I hope not. I would have some back pay. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a bitch? Yeah, what a way to end it. So, uh, <laughs> everybody, th thanks for listening. Matt, thanks for joining us for the entire hour and 21 minutes that we went today. Yeah, um, quick. Yeah. Hey, man, when you're having fun, it usually does that's probably I, how quick did that 50 miler feel did that feel like six and a half hours or did that feel like 15 oh, i think the first 40 probably felt like 30 minutes the last 10 felt like three hours <laughs> <laughs> why do i do this to myself 
So until we record again, everybody, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe, review us on your favorite podcast podcast platforms. Um, check out our website, rustbeltrunning.com, and look into joining Team Rust Belt Running. And until we see you again in a couple weeks, enjoy your miles, everybody.